attend the world's best business workshop led by America's number one business coach for free by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us an objective review. Claim your tickets by emailing us proof that you did it and your contact information to info at thrivetimeshow.com. Welcome back to The Conversation. We're joined here today with Pastor Brian Gibson and Pastor Jesse Gibson from River City Church, and we're talking about boundary setting. Um, specifically, when you have a thriving organization, a growing organization, let's just say when you have more customers than whose names you can remember. This is how. This is when this gets real. When you have more, we only have like 10 customers. You know, it's. It, I, I know chiropractors. I know doctors who they have, you know, 25 customers. I, I literally know doctors that have 25 patients. You say, how is that possible? What they do is they have this thing called concierge medical. So you have medical insurance, but you might shell out $1,500 a month to your doctor, and then he's just always available for you and just 15 other patients. And so when you're doing that, I mean, it's a premium service, okay? And so maybe you have to be more reachable. But if you have like 100 patients or 200 patients or 1,000, eventually you reach a breaking point where you can no longer know their names, so I want to ask you this, Pastor Brian, when you have a thousand people attending your church and your cell phone number has been shared with people, how do you know when to turn the phone off? How do you do it? How do you, how do, you do it? You know, uh, we started the church. This is crazy. But in looking back, not knowing the things we know now, we started the church with some billboards uh, whenever we went first Sunday morning services, got some money together, don't have a lot of money, but we were going to. We're going all in, right? Right. So we put billboards up, River City Church coming, and it had a number to call if you were interested, and that number was my personal cell phone. No way. Yeah, no, I promise you. That's awesome. And I took every call around the clock. Every right. meal I'm talking, I'm inviting. I'm trying to get somebody. River City now offering a 24-7 uh, prayer line. Call this number to... Oh, sorry, I'm welcome. <laughs> you drunk I'm concierge pastor. Drunk calls all the time. Hey, pastor, uh, <laughs> I can't feel my face. Uh, I'm not even with you. Yeah, all, all the time. And so finally it's like, wait a minute, this is not going to work for life. I cannot do this. So you start learning about setting boundaries. You start learning about priority in life. You start learning about, about what matters. And so what you have to do is you have to learn that you still have to attend to those needs, but it can't all be you. It's not possible. I have to take care of my family. I, I have a responsibility to the people who are helping me row the ship, okay? So, so like, we, we've got this place we're going. Think about it like this. We're in a rowboat together, and I do take care of, not at any time that they want me, 2, 3 in the morning, but I am going to take care of the people who are helping me row that boat. And then they're going to, in turn, take care of the other people. So there has to be a system Jesus had 12 disciples, had 12 disciples. And by the way, uh, Jesus went a little bit north of what Lee Cockrell would uh, recommend. Lee Cockrell, who once managed 40,000 employees at the, as the executive vice president of Walt Disney World Resorts. Uh, he had a million, imagine this, a million customers a week. Wow. This is one of the things that blew my mind about interviewing Lee Cockrell. Broken Arrow which is where the man cave in Camp Clark and Chicken Palace, these studios are located. Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, has a population of like 75,000 people. Okay, how, how many people are in Owensboro? See, 50,000 people. How many people in Owensboro die every day? These are, <laughs> you know, about, I, haven't, I haven't counted. Think about this for a second. I should count more cadavers. Think about the, the profundity of this idea. 
Lee pointed out to me with a million guests visiting a week, it is a statistical improbability that we will ever go a week without somebody dying. Well, I would think it would be multiple times daily. Think about that's this. what I would have thought. <laughs> He's like, it's, it's statistically improbable for uh, men who are taking their kids between the ages of 50 and 60, grandkids, to Disney World. It's, it's improbable that there won't be a heart attack at some point. So there's always an emergency. There's always sure. a chaos in the happiest place on earth. So I want to ask you there, Pastor Jesse. I'm Right now we're showing that according to psychology today, the average person gets interrupted by their smartphone 85 times a day. Absolutely. As a pastor, I have no idea what that number is. <laughs> like 167. <laughs> How do you set those boundaries? How do you do that? How do you set those boundaries? We just had to make a decision that um, we weren't Jesus and that these people needed help, but it wasn't always today. But people don't like, I mean, you know, we, we had to say these are the hours that we are offline, that we are out of contact, that we... But uh, my child has just got engaged that's right and it's a friday i want to tell you i want to see if you can yeah. i want to book you right now for the wedding right now it's so exciting my my child just uh is eating dinner so i'm gonna go ahead and finish feeding them dinner and i'm gonna go ahead and finish putting them to bed and i'm going to get up in the morning and when i'm in the office i'm going to call you and i'm going to congratulate you you know if that's what we're what we're doing but we had to just, because now Facebook, it's so open, so everyone thinks they can just send you an inbox. But and my, if you have those push notifications, you think you've got to respond to it. My them. father-in-law just died, and I need to call you. <laughs> yes. uh, Z, I, I am having an ocular emergency. My, my retina and my pupil, I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about the human eye, but I think I've detached my, my retina. I maybe have detached my eye. I can't find, it hurts so much, I can't see. I mean, so how do you set boundaries for an optometry clinic? I mean, how do you do it? Well, it's the same thing. I mean, you have an answering service for after hours. And, you know, if it's an emergency, they need to call 911 or go into a hospital. But, to, and if it's something else, then they'll deal with it in the morning. They'll leave a message and, and be dealt with it. So, you know, you have gatekeepers, as, as you know, we talked on, on yesterday's show. You know, you, you put gatekeepers in place. You have good policies. And you just, sometimes it's tough love. It's tough. It's the tough love. You know, you've got to set digital boundaries to win. The smartphone is now the biggest distraction, productivity killer, intelligence reducer, and stressor standing in the way of success for 90% of the clients I've worked with. And it's hard to write a business plan or to update your performa or to make sales calls or to hit on your wife or to do anything when you're on Facebook and Twitter constantly reacting to push notifications. You've got to set those digital boundaries to win. You know, Daniel Goleman, the clinical psychologist and the New York Times bestselling author, he says this, Z. He says, we need to recreate boundaries. When you carry a digital gadget that creates a virtual link to the office, you need to create a virtual boundary, Z, that didn't exist before. Z, help somebody out there, a business owner who just feels like, I can't unplug, man. I can't unplug. Well, you know, now that it's inv invisible, I mean, I remember, I'm old enough, Clay, to where I remember we had pagers. What? Oh, yeah. That oh, was, you yeah. or somebody oh, we had a pager. Yeah, I mean, oh, 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 yeah. I, there's a song called Quality Time by a group called High Five R&B Group, yeah. and he references that when his boo is hitting him up on his pager. Uh-huh. He'll ignore everyone else's pager. There you go. But he'll call you. There you. <laughs> that was his sign of endearment. Yes, yeah, if you're that inner circle. Wow. And I can even remember it before we had pagers. As crazy as that sounds. I mean, I'm that old, Clay. Do you, do you, and were the pterodactyls a present? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whoa, whoa. 
<laughs> it was it was easy. It was easy to set boundaries back then. You know, we have a fence between me and my neighbor. It's a boundary. You know, we have, you know, the the telephone rings. Somebody else answers it. It's a boundary. You know, and the gatekeeper right there. But it was easy to set up. But but now with the smartphone, you're connected to anybody and everybody around the world. And you know, as far as boundaries, I think generally speaking, people respect each other's boundaries. But Z, you've allegedly had a neighbor in the past who wanted to destroy your what was the the, the, the bush. The bush you had that you planned. Oh, the bush, Bushgate. Bush what was the bush? Okay, what what kind of bush was that? <laughs> here's 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 Bushgate. Okay, uh, in my old house, I had a great view of the of the pond, but uh, the the neighbor's yard kind of kind of backed up to mine. So in other words, they could they could plant stuff in their yard that would block my view. Right? You following me? Right. Even though I'm on the pond, the, the, the better view. When we come back from the break, okay. I want you to share this story oh, because okay. I want I want bush all the gate. listeners to understand, even when you set boundaries, somebody always wants to plant a bush that obscures your view. <laughs> somebody wants to break those boundaries. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. radio. And now... Back to the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And uh, before we went to the break, we were talking about setting boundaries. And one of the things that I have uh, discovered as a business coach, that there's somewhat of like an unwritten rule out there right now that uh, people are, are starting to feel like that being busy is a state of awesome. It's almost like it's a badge of honor to be busy. It almost feels awesome when you're in a group of people and they say, "How you doing?" And you say, "I'm just so busy. I mean, I've been, I've just been blowing up. I mean, I'm just, I'm super busy." But yet, I think that busyness is a form of laziness. And so, Daniel Goleman, the clinical psychologist from the uh, New York Times bestselling author of the book called Emotional Intelligence, he wrote, we need to recreate digital boundaries. When you carry a digital gadget that creates a virtual link to the office, you need to create a virtual boundary that didn't exist before. Uh, Psychology Today is showing that the average person is interrupted 85 times per day now with a smartphone push notification. And so, but even Z, when you do have the presence of mind or the intentionality like Pastor Brian and Pastor Jesse have done when growing their church to set boundaries, some people want to step over those boundaries. And I think of no greater example than when you uh, purchased your your home, you guys had a a view that overlooks kind of a a neighborhood lake or neighborhood pond. Mm -hmm. It's a majestic setting behind a a gated community and with the wall. Things Things are good. And there's lines of demarcation called your property boundary. And so you have an unobscured view of, of, of the water. Correct. And so the the neighborhood's yard, though, kind of came a little bit behind mine. So And we're kind of looking at an angle. So in other words, I'm looking over his property to the pond, part of the view. But did you look out there? I mean, you wouldn't really tell. So one day they're out there in the very corner of their property planting a crepe myrtle. And a crepe myrtle can, can get pretty big. They get pretty bushy if they're not trimmed. I mean, those things can get pretty big. So I walked up to the edge of um, of the property. I said, "Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, what's up?" I said, uh, "What what are you doing down here?" They said, "Well, we are marking the property line. We're mar- we're marking. We're, we're marking. We're, we're just wanting to make sure we're marking. This, yes, this is this is our this is our far corner right here. We're not saying there's a dispute. We're just marking it." And I said, "Well, why are you doing that?" They go, "Well, people keep walking through our yard. People walk through their yard." To walk around the pond because the right around the pond is is a uh, community space for everybody in the neighborhood. And to people actually, keep walking through our lawn. And people and I go, well, what's that going to do? Well, they'll know that this is our yard. 
And that's where it is. And I said, well, if you don't want him to walk through, why don't you put up the thing called a fence? She just kind of looked at me, you know, and said, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. So I formulated. You can't be a prophet from your own town. I, I, I formulated Bushgate. Bush so Gate. later on that evening, dressed all in black, my brother and I went down and uh, we uh, accidentally spilt some Roundup on said bush. <laughs> and we thought we were we thought we were so clever. <laughs> and then about a week or two later, you know, the bush is no longer with us. Now, Can we have a moment of silence? Yeah, for yeah, because you, you spilled. The yeah. And then, to much my chagrin, is that guess what? They just you know dug it up and put another one in. And so again, any, anybody could be out there in the dark of night wearing black, spilling Roundup accidentally. I mean, Accident these are happens. That could it happen. happens. These things happen. Okay. So what I, happens next? I had to go to Plan B. Plan I said, B. okay, obviously, just killing the little rascals not going to get her done. So I thought, what what are my options here? And I went, aha. aha. So I went to the store, <laughs> and I bought a dwarf crepe These are things that you actually did. Yes. This is so good. Dwarf crepe myrtle. And then that night, it it happened to- I you made the switch. I wanted, I wanted to- Yes, I made the switch. And so I took the crepe myrtle. <laughs> That's a lot of work for a crepe myrtle. It, I put it over on, on my other side of my property, you know, right, in, right, in, a, yeah. in, a, in, a, in a pointed place. So every time I saw it, I could smile and go, hmm, yes. I relocated. I didn't harm this one. There was no harming the second time around of no any, of any plants. That's correct. And so now they're growing happily and safely- is a dwarf great mortal, but they had played about three or four. <laughs> the others are huge now. This was just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's not growing. So it doesn't block my view. I want to ask Pastor Brian because he always has a good story. So I'm going to tee it up so I well, don't put him on the spot here. But there has to be a time where you and your wife have set a boundary with the church. Oh. And you've said like, hey, listen, I love you guys so much, but you can't come to my house or something. Where and somebody just didn't respect that boundary. I mean, because there's some pastor listening right now who's set the boundaries and it's just not being followed. Can you do you have an example from oh, your career? Absolutely. First, I want to tip my hat to Doctor Z because how good must your life systems be to have the time to fight the war of the crepe myrtle? It was worth. <laughs> it was worth the fight, Pastor. That's an investment. <laughs> I believe in you now. Uh, I, I'll I'll say this early on when we started, we had a young church. And uh, we had the starter home. We're getting a family going. And our day off back then was Monday morning. Monday. And there was a, a young lady that Jesse was ministering to in the church that had no idea what a boundary was. And she would show up knowing that Monday was her day off. You could be making out. That's right. We could be you, doing anything. You could be in canoodling. You That's could right. Be, you could be talking. You could be making a scrapbook. We could have been starting a family, right? You could have been. And she shows up like clockwork every Monday. And uh, just, she's me, like, what Pastor? are you doing? Excuse me. Yeah, uh, Jesse's like, well, it's our day off. And she's like, well, good. And she'd come in and sit there for like six hours. This is great. And it's like, you don't understand. It's our day off from you. We want we want to be away from <laughs> I'll you. I'll get more specific. <laughs> That's yeah. the day off. I had, so awesome. I had to sit her off. down and say, actually, we take a day off from you. Like, oh, you are great. what I'm taking my day off from. She couldn't understand so, that. I just want to give back. I just want to be with you on the day you're I away you from love me. you people. I want to give back. Yeah, so when you came to our house, Clay said this, he drove to our house. I sold that house that has neighbors that know you where did? I You did? You sold the house? Uh, yeah. No, no, no. This is the house before. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So I sell that house and I move out into the country because I'm going to make sure nobody say, that's ever drops by my house again. So I'm dug in out there with like uh, all sorts of preppers and things like that. But but it's a boundary. And then Jesse and I, you were talking about taking care of your family earlier. We have the law of sevens, all right? So every seven days, we're going to have a date. And we preach that. We talk about date night to our people. Action our, movies. Yeah, action movies. We're going to eat uh, at Five Guys, you know, things I want to do. It's what is date that night? night too. What does that date look like? 
Uh, it looks however we want it to look that week, but most of the time it looks a lot like eating really terrible food because it's cheat day. And, uh, wow, that's convenient. <laughs> yes, it and, is. And um, doing whatever we like to do in, in silence outside of our town that we passed. And if you're close enough to another town, even if it's a small town that has like a little diner or something, I really encourage you if you're a pastor to leave your town because you will be pastoring at the restaurant and yeah. go somewhere. One in okay. every 50 people you'll okay. walk into in Owensboro goes to our church, one in 50. So you're not going anywhere without having a member there. So we go somewhere else and we preach date night until our people learned on Thursday night. We're on date night. Say hi to us, but don't stay at our table. I would say that from the pulpit forever. So now if you see our long-term members on a Thursday night, they will not, they won't come near me at the table. Ever. It's kind of like, so it's you've, just a boundary. So you've set those boundaries now. Yes. And I, I, funny story, you know, David Robinson, uh, I went with him to Subway. Uh, the, it's, a, it's a classy joint. Went to classy Subway joint. for a sandwich. Yeah. We go in Big there. Time. And the lady at the checkout line, I mean, he's seven feet tall, seven foot one. And so we're going through and he's like, I'll take a, a 12 inch uh, turkey with a whatever. And she just looks at him like, you're David. And I remember she just froze. And she goes, you're David Robinson. And he's like, yeah. And I would like to have a 12 inch. She goes, could you sign this? And she reaches for the napkin. True story. Well, the construction guys across the street are like, that's David Robinson. And so all these guys, there's, I mean, the whole construction crew is running in, and pretty soon it happens. And he just was explaining to me, this is like what his normal is, and he really does love the city of San Antonio. But for his sanity, it's almost like you have to have those boundaries. Z, capstone thought. For anybody entrepreneur out there who has more than 1,000 customers you're working with. Okay. And you're really struggling with setting boundaries because you don't want to be a mean, mean boss. You love your customers so much. Help me set my boundaries so I can take my son on a mandate. Help, help me set those boundaries. Well, I think you had a lot of good stuff here right now. You know, you, you we've been talking about that. And and if you can't be that person, then have get a, an assistant or a gatekeeper to be that person for you. You know, and funnel everything through them. And sometimes you even have to go to extreme to... Uh, change a number. What and role does Sydney play for you with setting well, scheduled boundaries? She, yeah, she's a she's a gatekeeper. So when people know they want to schedule lunch or they want to schedule time with me, they go through her, and then she has con. She has I, you know I'll answer her calls, I'll answer her text, and we'll get things scheduled. You know, and so that's how you do. That's kind of one of the, one of the moves you do. But you may have to go to an extreme, Clay, if it's if it's really bad. To be able to be productive, you might have to change the number or give that number to an assistant and let them funnel all those calls through them. Um, you know, it's. Once people get the idea and you give them, get them educated, then you're going to be much. You're going to have those boundaries set. I have like a rude. It's it's positive Z. This is going to sound like a bad positively thing about rude. You, but it's positive. Um, Doctor Z has let me know through osmosis as well as through direct direct communication during a man session one time. I if you ever need something, you can call me. But don't call me. Unless you need something. These updates where you're telling me an update, just update me. There hasn't been an update. I care about you, but don't call. See, those those non-urgent texts and calls, because you have so many people you work with, it can wear you out, can it not? I mean, yes, it can wear you out. and just takes time and takes effort and takes energy. And, and then pretty soon you're like, you know, you just want to ghost everybody. And that's not healthy either. So you want to set up good boundaries and let people know, especially the ones that are close to you that have access to and you. And I really do uh, love our relationship. But I honestly, I think twice before texting. And so if you need help setting boundaries, we can help you at our next in-person workshop. You can get your tickets today at thrivetimeshow.com where you can find videos, podcasts, one-on-one -on -one business coaching, and a lot, lot more. My name's Clay Clark, and as always, I want to end the show with a boom. Three, two, one, boom! boom.